The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And the Royals drop to three and four on this current 10-game road trip. Needing to win two of three in Detroit against the Tigers to get back to 500 at 5-5 five and five and make this a successful trip. Will they do that? We will discuss and break down the entire Detroit series coming up in a few minutes right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Glad you're along. It's Davo on another edition of Your Dish. Before we get to Detroit, though, we've got to obviously break down today's series finale with Toronto and some big-time fireworks in this one. Not just from the home run ball, but also, of course, from benches clearing and ejections happening. The Jays win this game 5 to 2. That drops the Royals to 62 and 42. Toronto improves to 54 and 52. And we'll get to those fireworks here in just a minute, promise. But let's start with our player of the game. And for the second time in as many days, Ben Zobrist garners player of the game. He now has tied Alex Rios for players of the game. And just four games with the team, Rios been here. I'm not, I'm not going to pile on Rios here. I'm not going to be one of those guys. But I just noticed that right here that Zobrist now has as many as Rios has all season. Also has surpassed him in home runs, but we're not going to talk about that either. Anyway, uh, Ben Zobrist, a two-run home run in this game off of Roberto Osuna in the eighth inning after Aaron Sanchez plunks Alcides Escobar, obviously in Intentionals. He tried to do it two pitches in a row. It took him to the second one to connect with Escobar's leg. And you thought KC might come back briefly, too, after that home run. It drew KC within one at three to two, but then Kelvin Herrera imploded for two runs, couldn't find the strike zone, walked the bases loaded in the eighth inning, gave up those couple runs, and that was about all that she wrote for the Royals on this one. But yeah, Zobrist, another home run. That's three and four games, plus he walks today. That's right. The Royals had not one but two walks today. Kendris Morales also draws a base on balls. I use a hint of sarcasm there because the Royals in this entire four-game series only had three walks. Entire four-game series, only three walks. The Royals had zero Thursday, one Friday, zero yesterday, and two today. So that's obviously not good. And 17 total runs in four games is not bad. That's 4.25 a game. Probably not going to get it done in Toronto, You know, especially right now with the way their offense is going. Because two of those games, obviously, KC only scored two. Those 17 total runs are padded. Overall, the offense is not in a great place. So 4.25 for a four-game set is not awful. It's not good, but it's not awful. Royals not walking, though, not putting together good at-bats all up and down the lineup. The approach is becoming an issue for certain Royals guys. Today, it was most notably Salvi, who struggled, saw just 11 combined pitches in his four at-bats. There was a couple strikeouts, a double play ball, and an infield pop-up in there. Two of those were on the first pitch of the at-bat. So Salvi, 11 total pitches to go 0 for 4. Not in a great place right now in a fairly decent slump right now but we're going to stay positive here you know we get Alex Gordon back in a month and more importantly we have an off day tomorrow and the Royals also now get to go into Detroit without David Price and get to see the majority of the rest of their schedule not too much top of the rotation stuff left so hopefully the Royals offense can get back on track and Mike Moustakis back going again he got the day off today after getting hit by you know a ball yesterday so hopefully Moose will be good to go on Tuesday and the Royals can get things back on track and and fly high again heading into the month of August so but let's get to pitching now for the Royals and let's get to the fireworks Edinson Volquez first of all did a great job today six innings two runs the way this lineup's been going six and two is great of course the only blemish the Colabello two-run home run on the pitch up and in it was a good actually a pretty good pitch by Volquez as he just hit it out of the yard. 
Four Ks and three walks in those six innings, two runs to go along with Volquez. And I loved in the postgame, by the way, that he called Josh Donaldson a baby. And, quote, he was crying like a baby. <laughs> That's what Volquez had to say. So it w- would certainly be very interesting if these two teams would match up in the playoffs for the first time since 1985. That was obviously interesting that season as well. Uh, could be very interesting from the antics today that went on, not to mention the fact that Toronto has gotten notably better the last few days with the additions of guys like Price and Tulowitzki and Ben Revere and so on and so forth. So we shall see what happens. But getting to the fireworks, my thoughts on them. Volquez hits Donaldson, the first pitch of the at-bat, bomb the first inning, upper left arm. It's a 94-mile-hour fastball. Was there intent there? I would say probably. Honestly, probably so. That's old school, though, man. Donald has been killing you the whole weekend. There's been some grumblings that perhaps he was stealing signs. I don't know if that's true. Um, it was probably intentional. It, it probably was. But at the same time, at that point, Toronto had plucked more Royals this weekend than Casey had Toronto. It was just one pitch, and Donaldson made a big deal of it at the time. I mean, you're plunked one time, dude. I mean, I don't know. He made a pretty big deal of it off the bat, which did not help things the remainder of the game. And then, of course, the next couple of ABs, uh, Donaldson was never actually hit by Volquez, but there was a changeup that was semi-up and in. was not nearly as close as Donaldson made it out to be. It was a changeup. He was not throwing at him. Didn't even hit him, and he went off through. I don't know how he didn't get tossed out between that and later in the game when Ryan Matson came up and in on a fastball. Uh, don't know how he didn't get tossed at some point for yelling at the umpire and his big old charades and arguing balls and strikes. I don't know how he was allowed to by helping umpire Jim Wolf to stay in this game the entire game. But Donaldson, to me, didn't handle this like a pro at all. At all. Two balls didn't even hit you, and you're acting like guys should be tossed out of the game and acting like Brett Laurie. They didn't even hit you. Of course, the pitch from Herrera didn't hit Laurie either if we're going back to the end. And, of course, a couple A's, although Ben Zobers is also a former A, so we're not going to go there too much. We're going to stay positive, but. I don't know. John Gibbons gets tossed. Uh, I mean, the Blue Jays guys are crowding the plate over and over. Troy, T- uh, Troy Tulowitzki was plunked later in the game, but that was on a, the seventh pitch of an at-bat from Ryan Matson. Seventh pitch of the at-bat in that seventh inning. It was a 2-2 count. He was not hitting too low intentionally. That was in the arm as well. Seventh pitch of the A-B. Nice job, I thought, by Wolf. Not with the strike zone. The strike zone was difficult to garner and you know, hit all day long for both sides. But a nice job, I thought, of managing the game. It was obvious later in the game when Aaron Sanchez, you know, two outs, nobody on. The the, the first pitch to Escobar just barely misses his legs way inside. They're both fastballs. The second one does hit, and that's pretty obvious at that point. You toss him. Otherwise, though, Donaldson, you're not going to toss Volquez in the first inning for hitting Donaldson in the arm. So, and the other two times, he didn't hit Donaldson the other. You can't toss a guy for not hitting somebody, especially when one of them was on a changeup. So, there was nothing to toss Volquez for as far as Donaldson straight up. And later on, the Tulowitzki was Matson at that point, new pitcher, not to mention the seventh pitch of the at-bat, and it was not up and in. So, I, I just don't know exactly what Toronto was so upset about, to be honest. I mean, I get being a little frustrated, you know, your guy getting drilled in the first inning, but run to first base, and lay it on him. That was it. They could have let it go. They didn't. So a couple of ejections for Toronto, none for KC. That should you know keep KC out of suspensions in this game. Shouldn't be anything that happens to the Royals as a result. John Gibbons was tossed in the seventh inning, comes back out of the dugout in the eighth inning. He will no doubt get probably two to three games, and then you figure Aaron Sanchez gets anywhere from one to three, uh, the automatic suspension for throwing at and getting ejected for hitting uh, Alcides Escobar. So that's, you know, it, it's good for the Royals to get the heck out of Canada. This was a tough weekend. The Blue Jays, give them credit. 
I did not love the Royals like I mentioned earlier. I did not love their offensive approach this weekend, trying to pull everything, everything. Would not use the right side of the field for right-handed batters or the left side for lefties. It was just trying to pull, 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 hit home runs. Didn't work. The one guy who hit the home runs consistently was Ben Zobrist, who hit three, and he talks about having an easy swing and just trying to get the barrel of the bat in the ball. He's not trying to hit home runs. Those were not home run swings, just nice and easy swings. So I did love the approach there and the fact that they didn't walk, as we detailed earlier. So the Royals need to regroup as far as that goes. Pitching-wise, I didn't think the Royals were that bad in this series. Johnny Cueto, six innings, three runs. Uh, I mean, some tough luck in that game. Volquez was good today, made one pitch for a two-run homer that wasn't really even a bad pitch. Some people talk about the Blue Jays stealing signs. I'm not going to go that far. That was three years ago, the whole Yankees thing. I'm, I don't I don't buy that. I, I doubt they were. You know, Donaldson may have been at second base telling the Blue Jay hitters that the ball's coming in or out where Salvi's setting up. That's possible, but the Royals need to develop more complex signs if they're worried about that. I mean, if, by the third, fourth game, and you knew the reputation coming in, if you were honestly worried about them stealing signs as far. Location's one thing. I mean, yeah, you can hit a guy or, you know, move him back for that, but. That's not totally cheating. Now, if they're stealing signs from the stands, I would say that's cheating, you know. But I, the Royals have to be able to overcome that too. Other teams as well. I mean, be a little more creative with your signs if you think that's happening. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, and I'm not going to turn into what Volquez called Donaldson, which is a baby. I'm not going to, you know, the Blue Jays beat us. The Blue Jays, you know, the Blue Jays played better this weekend. They're hot. They're not, they ain't losing right now with that momentum. They got crowds showing up in their park. They got David Price going tomorrow. I would imagine a near sellout tomorrow in Toronto, which would be nice to see on one regard. But don't you almost hope the Twins go in there and take three of four? I, I don't want to see Toronto in the playoffs. They're a dangerous team at home. and they, they, Give them credit, too, for tailoring a team to their home ballpark. Guys that can mash home runs in that band box, and then you don't have too many guys that are line drive speedsters like the Royals have that need the, the balls to scoot through the infield. So anything on the infield that's hit on a team like the Royals doesn't get through. It's, it's hard for the Royals to win there because they're not a home run hitting team, and their damn balls don't get through the infield because a 100-mile-an-hour ball is like 60 by the time it gets to second base because the, the ghetto turf they have there. Right, is that field turf? What is that exactly? No one, no one really ever explained exactly. I don't know if that's a new uh, you know, form of field turf or a different form of field turf. Anyway, the point being, I don't think any of us really want to see the Royals face Toronto, and hopefully you'd like to think the Royals can sew up this division, both from playing well the last couple of months and from the Twins not being able to get to 90 wins. So in a way, I almost want... At least for that series to be a split, obviously. But I'd love to see the Twins go in and win that series. Anyway, Detroit. Let's get back on track. Detroit is 51-54. and 54. They are next. But this is not, you know, one month ago's Detroit. This is not last week's Detroit, for that matter. You've got no David Price. You've got no Joaquin Soria. You've got no Yoenis Cespedes. And, of course, no Miguel Cabrera. It's a much different Detroit team. And when I look at this series, I love the Royals in this series big time. At the minimum, two out of three, I could see them sweeping this series. You start off with Danny Duffy and Justin Verlander. Now, Verlander is one and three with a four eight six. Duffy four and five with a four two eight. This is Verlander's first appearance of the year versus the Royals. Now he's been good in three of his last four starts. Let's go back four starts ago. Against the Twins on the road, went seven and two-thirds, one run on five hits. Got rocked three starts ago at home against Baltimore. Seven runs on eight hits and three and two-thirds. Then in the last two outings, he's gotten eight innings both games and one run ball. So eight innings of one run ball against the Rays, his last outing. Before that, 
eight innings of one-run ball and seven hits against the Red Sox. Both of those games on the road. So three of the last four outings, Verlander has been really good. What does that mean? Well, all three of those good games were on the road. One was at home. That may or may not have any correlation. Probably not because Boston's not exactly a great place to pitch either. Comerica would be a better place to pitch than Boston. So that really doesn't make any sense. So, the, so probably the ballpark has nothing to do with it. But it's a small sample size, but three of the last four starts have been very good for Justin Verlander. What does that mean? We'll see. I like the Royals to hit him, though. And I like Danny Duffy in this matchup. Duffy had either his best or second best outing of the year against Detroit, depending on what you thought was his best. He, had, of course, had that great outing probably against the White Sox that was his best a couple of weeks ago in that game. One-run game at U.S. Sailor Field in eight innings. Or it's the one against the Tigers. His one outing against them back on April 30th. Went seven innings, one run on seven hits that day. So Duffy has done very well. In his one outing against Detroit, again, small sample size. But I like him. Since coming off the DL, he had that one four and two-thirds innings outing at Seattle. But the last six outings, Duffy has gone six innings or more every single one. Six straight starts of six innings or more for Danny Duffy. That is good. And he does come off a rough outing against Toronto. But again, like I said, didn't really pitch that bad in that game. For that matter, Ventura didn't really pitch that bad. They all gave the Royals length in this series. That was a good thing about it. It just, well, For whatever reason, they just couldn't get the Blue Jays out because they're just that hot right now. But the point being, I like the Royals in this matchup on Tuesday. It's Duffy and Verlander. Going ahead to Wednesday, Johnny Cueto, who actually has seen Detroit once this year in interleague. He's coming off his one outing with the Royals. He'll take on Buck Farmer. 0-2 with an 8-5-0. The Royals will see Farmer for the first time, not to be confused with former Missouri quarterback Kirk Farmer. This is Buck Farmer. He's never seen the Royals. This will be his sixth career major league start. 24-year-old right-hander out of Georgia Tech is Buck Farmer. Five innings, seven runs on nine hits, his last outing at the Angels. He has not been good at all this year. Cueto and Farmer, what will that be in Vegas? Royals minus 275? It's going to be a big Royals favor coming up, favorite coming up on Wednesday. Johnny Cueto, of course, comes off six innings, three runs, seven hits, seven Ks, two walks against Toronto. Like I said, he saw the Tigers back on June 17th. Not a great start. Five and a third, three runs, three hits, struck out four. So didn't do a lot, but that was also a different lineup with Cespedes and Cabrera in it for one reason. So we'll see what happens. Love the Royals on Wednesday. And then Thursday, wrapping up the 10-game road trip, Yordano Ventura, Anibal Sanchez. This is not the same Sanchez we've seen, for that matter. We mentioned Verlander not being the same thing. Sanchez, 10-9 with the 4-7-7. Ventura, 6-7 with the 4-9-8. The Royals have seen Sanchez twice this year. It's been Jekyll or Hyde. May 3rd and May 9th, Sanchez faced the Royals' back-to-back outings. If you'll remember, one of them, in KC, he was really good. Seven and a third, three runs on four hits. The other one at Detroit, not so good. The next start after that on May 9th. Six innings allowed, six runs against the Royals, did Sanchez on nine hits. So the Royals have hit him this year. In the past, had been dominant against KC, but much like Verlander, the Royals have begun hitting him in recent outings. Now, he's also been roughed up big time in recent starts, has Sanchez. His last one was six runs on nine hits and six and two-thirds against Baltimore. So Sanchez coming off a rough start, has one good one, one bad one against Detroit. He'll take on Ventura, who's only faced the Tigers once this year. Six innings, four runs back on May the 8th. And Ventura himself, as I mentioned, seven innings, five runs, his last outing uh, against Toronto, but seven innings, one run before that. So the Royals have gotten length the last you know six times from Duffy and the last couple of times from Ventura, and that is good to see. I like the Royals winning two out of three, I'll predict. On paper in this one. 
I think the Royals get Wednesday no matter what. Johnny Cueto against Buck Farmer, and I think they find a way to split the other two. It'd be, it'd be nice to sweep these guys, though. Wouldn't it a nice response? We'll have them for you, though, here on Clubhouse Conversation. Night game Tuesday and Wednesday, afternoon game on Thursday. Look for an interview with Alfredo Escalera later on this Sunday evening, currently playing with the Wilmington Blue Rocks. Very intriguing prospect. If you haven't looked him up, spend some time you know, looking him up and checking out his stats and his peripherals and his background. Very, very high-character kid, both on and off the field. We'll talk to him this evening. Look for that here later on tonight. We've got former Royals like Tom Bergmeier, who was a coach in the Royal system for many years and played here. Of course, was a very good relief pitcher for the Royals. He'll be coming up this week on Clubhouse Conversation. Matt Tupman, former Royals catcher. So keep it here for interviews with all your favorite current and former Royals players. We'll have a couple guys in the 25-man MLB roster joining us in the next couple of weeks. Lots of interviews and lots of Royals talk on Clubhouse Conversation. Have yourself a great rest of the Sunday. Look for the Escalera interview later, and go Royals!